I live my life a quarter mile at a time. Nothing else matters. I'm sorry, I don't speak Japanese. Let me try to. Welcome back to the Fast Five Minute Podcast, a show where each week, uh, excluding last and some others, two good friends come together, talk about five minutes of a Fast and the Furious movie. This week, we are on episode 11, which is uh, a minute 50 to 55 of the smash hit, uh, the Fast and the Furious colon Tokyo Drift. My name is Stone, and my co-host, his name is Guard. Guard, it's good to be uh, back recording. It's been a while, again. Uh, It's been quite some time. Oops-a-daisies, we're taking breaks. Sue us, it's summertime, audience. Uh, (laughs) We got things to do. (laughs) Spoiler alert, there's probably going to be more gaps, but uh, we'll try our best to (laughs) We're doing all we can here. I suppose. I mean, I wouldn't say that, but we're... I've pushed myself We're doing an amount. To the very limits to get these out to you people. <laughs> you and me whom, both, man. Whom we both. appreciate deeply, of course. Yes. Um, guard, it's been a while. It's been almost two weeks since we recorded. Uh, how, are you, how are you? I haven't talked to you in a while. I'm good. I crashed my RAV uh, between last recording <laughs> and this one. Did you? Mm-hmm. Did you really? Yeah, I waited to tell you until on the. Podcast. I love learning news about your life uh, while recording. That's Live always fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's some construction in Laramie. Uh, yeah. Which built up a long line of cars, and a little tiny truck uh, was hiding behind the car. Not purposefully hiding, but uh, I did not see it barreling towards me, and I pulled out in front of it. Bummer, dude. So yep. is she? Is she okay? Is she is she gonna survive? Is she uh, gonna the occupant to drive another of the day? other car or my no the, your your car? I don't. <laughs> I care about your car, not the other human lifeguard. Uh, first of all, the other human is totally fine, <laughs> to, to my okay. knowledge. You 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 casually threw it out, uh, so I couldn't I couldn't imagine it was catastrophic. <laughs> For human life, that is. Yeah, right, right. No, uh, the other drivers. <laughs> unless, unless you, it was the craziest long gone. Oh no, they're dead. Died, died no, at the no, scene no, of the no, accident. no. But anyways, to my knowledge, the other driver okay, is doing quite well. Great to hear. Uh, from the crash, at least I don't know anything about their life, but uh, I'm doing <laughs> quite well. Thank you for asking, Stone. I also assumed you were fine because you're here and you brought it up as a bit in a podcast. So, My vehicle but it's good to hear. is uh, in extremely bad shape. Ooh, tough, dude. Uh, everyone involved, from the police officer to the towman, uh, told me they believed it was totaled. Ooh. My insurance company, I don't think, think it's t- thinks it's totaled. So I'm waiting to hear from them on if it's getting repaired or not. Oh, wow. So I'll, I'm, I'm going to be on the edge of my seat waiting to hear back from that. <laughs> you think you are. <laughs> Imagine yeah, me. both of us. In the meantime, I'm driving a new vehicle. Oh yeah, or a, a rental. Uh, Denali Yukon. Oh, big boy. From I think the year 2011, maybe. It's quite old. Uh, Yukons are big. Oh, they're enormous. How does it feel driving that so big is tank? The gas around. tank on them. It sucks. I hate it bad. Hate it. Hate it bad. Um, but thankful. Well, I was able to secure another car to drive in the meantime. Yeah, that is big. Um, well, I'm glad you're okay. <laughs> Thank you. Tough, n- tough news for the old for the old Rav Four. Yeah, the Yoda's in really bad shape. Um, we're hoping uh, she makes a full recovery and or dies peacefully <laughs> to get me money for a new car. <laughs> Either or, uh, we're we're fine with both options here. Uh, That's I've... wild. I also had car issues. Oh, uh, did you get you were, a T-bone wreck? I didn't, but you, I did I talk on here or just to you as a friend about how my radio was turning off? I think just I think I might have mentioned me. it on here. I Anyways, it all bleeds my radio would turn off, uh, so I was going to go in and get it looked at, 
Then it wouldn't start one morning, about two days before my honeymoon road trip, and I thought, oh no, what could be wrong? I went to try to jump it because I assumed the battery was dead. Nope, the positive terminal, completely off. Nice, nice. So that was that was the whole cause of all of my problems. Uh, the guy who changed my battery about a year ago just didn't tighten it enough, and I didn't think that... I didn't think to check the terminal to see if it was completely off, which it was. So, uh, simple okay. fix. So yeah, that's good. <laughs> that that that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. The old the old Kia hit eighty thousand miles, and uh, she's going strong. Okay. Excellent. Um, I have some other news. In that, uh, I'm recording from a new location. I have a new apartment. So if you hear the Shout sounds out. of a small cat. That's why I am recording with a cat today. Oh, <laughs> third member of the pod. He's a pretty cat. cute little guy. If I don't, uh, what's his name? Say so myself. Well, uh, that's controversial. Uh, <laughs> should we get a special guest on the podcast to explain his name? Uh, yeah, dude. Absolutely. Courtney. <laughs> Courtney, come here. Do you want to? The cat's name's Courtney. We're live on air, on and by live I mean we're recording before the <laughs> podcast. This is Courtney. Spoiler alert! This isn't live. <laughs> this is this is special guest Courtney's first appearance explaining why uh, the cat's name is Cat. Go ahead, honey. <laughs> speak into the mic for us. His name is Cat because <laughs> I. Wanted to think of a clever name, and then it took me too long, and now his name's just Cat. <laughs> well, so to be clear, honestly, everyone, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I know another cat, cat named often. Cat. Yeah, she called him Cat too often to change his name because he would have been confused after that. <laughs> no, I think Cat's a great cat name. I knew a cat named Cat, and he was a good cat. So. You know what? I'm here for it. <laughs> Absolutely, uh, and that was Courtney's first appearance on the pod. Shout out. To talk about thanks, her cat. Thanks for hopping on. Babe, what's your favorite car? Jeep Rubicon. Okay. Jeep Rubicon. All right. Hell yeah. Okay. Moving on. That, and that, well, that concludes the segment recording from my girlfriend's house. <laughs> um, well, Guard, I have a little off the top. Okay. Uh, Me if, too. If I still you, have one more thing, by the way. Go for it. Uh, this might lead into your thing nicely, Stone. Great. Well, first of all, I have an ad and one more thing. Absolutely. Got to pay the bills. Okay. Got to keep the lights on. Got to pay for the new, for Guard's new car. Yeah, I wish. <laughs> ad. Moving. Want interruption <laughs> from your day-to-day -day life? Want your internet to flicker on and off for a few days while your spine hurts from moving heavy objects? Try moving. Ugh. Dude, I've moved so much in like the past, I don't know, six years. It's haunting. Uh, I hate it. I'm over it. I'm big time over it. I moved across multiple state lines multiple times, and ugh. But now I'm an adult with an adult job, um, and we've just paid for movers the last two times, and ugh, ugh. What a what that an does, absolute that sounds really upgrade. Nice. Yeah. Wow. Good yeah. We we splurged on that, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> oh boy, was it worth it. I mean, one was out of necessity because me and Brianna were not getting our couch down our apartment stairs so <laughs> yeah getting made some other dudes do stairs it. was tough yeah that is tough um but you're all moved in indeed well good to hear uh good it's really hear. nice yeah i i can't complain at all really pumped up about it quite frankly uh another thing i have stone that might lead into what i assume is your thing okay palo bancaro news Hallo Bancaro news. He is um, moving forward. The basketball our, player. Oh, I saw the I saw the Bancaro news. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Between I saw Bancaro this. And what is the other gentleman's name? Martin Brundle. Enemy <laughs> of half British the pod <laughs> and friend of half the pod, Martin Brundle, and his mm -hmm, counterpart. Yes. For some reason, on our podcast, Palo Bancaro, and the ongoing debate of who is more famous. Yes. Well, Paolo has made a big step. He's made a huge step. An enormous step of being drafted number one overall in the number most one. recent NBA draft. Yeah, I saw that news. Somehow that fell into my Twitter feed. Well, good, um, because my Twitter feed's full of F1 from you. So I'm glad oh, I can repay perfect. the favor. 
so I think I think with that he he not only secured the number one pick and a place on the team of the Orlando Magic, the Orlando Magic, uh, Michael Jordan's home turf. <laughs> what? But I think he might have secured his place as the <laughs> more famous of the two. I think that did it. What? Hold on a second, Stone. Yeah. What the hell do you mean by Michael Jordan's home turf? Didn't Michael Jordan play for the Magic for like a season? Am I making uh, that up? Okay, yeah. I wouldn't. I don't know if I'd call it his home <laughs> turf, though. That's the joke, guard, because he played there for like a season. Mm, and okay, and, I, and I just he's, didn't he's know if born I didn't know and raised if you were in going Chicago for a basketball joke, or if you didn't know enough about basketball. So I underestimated you. I'm sorry. Sorry, his home turf was the White Sox. Oh my god, I hate you. <laughs> I guess this is what I get for underestimating your basketball knowledge. Stuff. That's that. You're right. You're right. That's what you anyway, get. for the love of uh, God, let's move on to whatever your news is. I assume it's F1 related. Well, congratulations to um, Mr. Bancaro for becoming more famous than Martin Brundle. <laughs> um, is are the is he going to be good next year? Are the is the Magic going to be a good team next year? No. Yeah, they're they're a team that I haven't thought about in maybe like three years. So, yeah, they will almost surely be horrific next year. There's well, a reason they had the first pick this year. Yeah, that is that is how that works. That is how drafts for most sports work. Um, well, great, good for him. Uh, my thing guard <laughs> is a super sized F one two three. Oh God. There's been two races since we last I recorded. I know there has. I've been I've been dreading this moment. I almost quit we the podcast over it. Canada, and then we were in Great Britain. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm still gonna keep it three things. Wow. Uh, I know, uh, but they might get be a little longer because I'm uh, yeah whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, guard, <laughs> did you place a bet for either of these races? Definitely not. <laughs> Neither. <laughs> Stunned. I didn't know either was happening. <laughs> I almost certainly reminded you. <laughs> no, no, at least no. Canada. <laughs> no, you're being silly, Stone. That definitely didn't happen. Well, uh, thing one is, uh, guard needs constant reminder of the F1 schedule. Correct. Um, and I'll put that in my memory. Okay, thing number two. <laughs> mm-hmm. it, uh, I just want to talk a little bit about how good the races are. Because the last two races were good. They were bangers, guard. Mm-hmm. And it was all because of the new cars. I know I've talked about them before, but they can follow closer and go figure that when two cars can follow each other close, they can race better. And it makes for more exciting races. Who would have <laughs> fucking thunk it, you know? Yeah, sure enough. Um, in Canada, they had a restart with Max Verstappen in first and Carlos Sainz in second. And it was a lot, like, the last five to ten laps, they were just both on each other's tail the whole way around. And it was great. It was exciting. It made the end interesting. Kept it up in the air the whole time. Awesome. Then we come to Great Britain, and oh boy, was it an absolute um, wild ride. I I was traveling home that day, Mm -hmm. so I just did a full phone blackout because I couldn't trust Reddit. I couldn't trust Twitter. I couldn't trust Instagram. For the best, to spoil yeah. this for me. So I, I just had to uh, sit with my own thoughts, and I hated it. Um, <laughs> that's a lie. I, we listened to an audiobook. Okay, yeah. Um, but I didn't get it spoiled, and I'm glad I didn't. It started with a very gnarly uh, turn one, lap one crash, where a car slid on its upside down and then did a flip into the fence. It was wild. Don't worry. Oh, I saw that. Everyone was okay. Yeah. Uh, Joe Guan Yu had a hell of a ride, uh, lap one. Uh, but Joe Guan Yu, he's a okay. Chinese driver. Yeah. Uh, I believe I'm pronouncing that right, uh, or at least close enough. Um, but so the halos, they, the, there's like a weird little roof halo thing on the cars now. It's been new a couple years ago. Uh, almost certainly saved him from much worse. Much worse injuries because he slid upside down for like a long time. 
Oh, Jesus. Okay. Yeah. It, it, the, the camera angle of it, like, live, was they came around the corner, and you're like, oh, who's in first? Who's in second? Oh, it looks like some cars might be crashing. And then one just goes screaming across the screen upside down and, like, flies into the fencing. It was wild. Everyone was okay. Okay, that's good. But so then there's I a late... had a similar experience to an F1 driver this last You did. Weeks. Very similar. Very similar. Um, and then the very end of the race, there is a late safety car, and there is a crazy scrap for the lead and for the podium positions. And like there's like six different cars in the mix. It was a really good race, all because of these new cars. So shout out to the designers of the new cars. Shout out. Send them uh, a thing letter, number maybe. three. I might I might write him a nice note. Yeah. Good call. Uh, thing number three. Um we got a new race winner in F one. Uh on his hundred and fiftieth start uh at the British Grand Prix, Carlos Sainz won his first ever F one race. Um oh, so good for him. That's it's exciting tough because um that could have been one I actually might have won a bet on. So that's it might it could have been. It, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but we know Carlos Sainz because his uh, father was a rally driver who famously drove a Ford Focus. So, Oh, sure. So shout out to Carlos Sainz. Uh, his, his team gave him some orders at the, at the end of the race, and they're like, oh, like fight off the people behind to help your teammate, and he kind of gave him a big fuck you and said, I'm going to win this race, and then he nice. went and won the race. It was sick. Good for him. It was a great win. It was exciting. Um and it was a really, really good race. Brianna watched the whole thing with me and was wow. uh, and interested the entire time. Wow. It was also a great race to not watch live because I got to skip the hour-long uh, stoppage as they were <laughs> uh, and cleaning up the carnage from the wreck. To, watch, to not watch live. What? You, you enjoy watching some of them live. Yeah, I mean, it's fun live when it starts on time and then it, there's no big gaps in the middle that you want to fast forward through. <laughs> okay, yeah, fair enough. Because then you can you know, like scroll along with Twitter and watch reactions and, you know, vote for driver of the day. <laughs> you know, all the important stuff. You did some, you can do some voting in F1. Oh, yeah, there you, you can vote for driver of the day. Wow. Yeah, you vote on your phone. Huh, Okay. Driver of the day was uh, Sergio Perez. Well deserved. Nice. Not the guy who won. No. Well, Sergio is another side note. What, another thing that made an exciting race. He uh, got tangled up in the first lap crash. Mm. Hurt the nose of his car. So oh. he had to pit and get a new nose. Had to get a quick nose job in the pits. <laughs> mm-hmm. But because it was so early in the race, it literally put him in last place. Ended up getting second. Went from last place on lap two to... Uh, Second place overall. Great recovery drive. Okay. Lewis nice. Hamilton got third at the at his home Grand Prix. It was a it was a good race all around. Eleven out of ten, really good race. Well, uh, good to that's, hear. That's F one two three. <laughs> oh, okay. Wow. That was over quickly. See, I, it was supersized uh, in content, but not length. Yeah. Okay. So I, I, I don't want <laughs> viewership to drop off. And guard, this is me reminding you right now. At this exact moment, uh, there's a race this weekend in, oh, it's in a different language. Oh, I don't know where it's at. But there is a race on Sunday. So please, please, for uh, the love of God, make a bet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> please, for the love of God, Stone says. Well, it's one of the three. Oh, man, that's funny. <laughs> It is the Austrian Grand Prix at the Red Bull Ring. Okay. I'm looking forward to that, man. I can't wait. Yeah, me either, man. Me either. Anyways, guard. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I have off the top. Okay. Uh, well, the candidates uh, was also this weekend, Stone. Do you want to hear about Jess? <laughs> yeah, who won? How'd Magnuson do? Magnuson did not compete uh, because he has an automatic buy to the championship, actually. He's wow. the he's the reigning world champion, so he does not have to uh, compete. Yeah, that that makes that makes sense. Well, it's actually a big controversy. Magnus himself does not like it at all. He thinks oh. it shouldn't be that way. Oh, uh, because he all wants the to earn his way get, in. What a gentleman! Yeah, yeah. 
all the other players get fatigued by having to, you have to play like in two, at least two, uh, but probably three different uh, tournaments to qualify, to try to qualify for the fourth one. And then the winner of that plays him and he thinks it's unfair. Oh, and he j- so if you're you're an automatic buy into just the championship yes. match? Yes, it'd be like in the oh, NBA that's... if the reigning NBA champion just went to the finals without the playoffs the next year. Oh, I agree, yeah. I thought it was a buy into the championship tournament, which makes sense. No, no, he hasn't played in any tournaments this year. Well, oh, that yeah, matter not towards only... the championship. Not only do, do, does everyone else get fatigued, but dude has a, dude might be out of... Out of shape. Out well, of that, shape. that too, and he, but he has the advantage of he gets to watch all of their games before the before he plays them. Uh that seems like a crazy, crazy a big, OP yeah, advantage. It's a big for, controversy uh, in the chess world. My boy yeah. Hikuru Nakamura, who no one thought had a chance at the beginning of the year, took third. So he's Dude, fourth let's fucking best ride. in the world right now, uh, which is pretty cool. Anyway, Stone, I think that's finally enough of non-Fast and Furious stuff. <laughs> Would you agree? Um, I like I like that chess talk. That was fun. It is fun. I, I've been following it very closely for the last several days. It's it's like a two-week-long tournament. It's really fun. 14 rounds, I think. It's real fun. Um, well, Guard, yeah. We got to talk about this movie that is uh, the name of the podcast. Yes. You know? Should we, we remind everyone we where to. we're at? Because it's been a while. Yeah. Um, would you like to, or would you like me to? I'll do a guard rundown, and then you can add what you feel necessary. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll add in what anything else. Okay, 45-second recap. Sean, troubled kid, goes to Japan because he's forced to go there or go to jail. Doesn't make sense, don't worry about it. His dad, <laughs> alcoholic, uh, womanizer, uh, not even a womanizer, alcoholic prostitution uh, user. Enthusiast. Enthusiast. Excellent. Sean gets mixed up with Yakuza. Uh, adjacent. And a Yakuza adjacent guy. Uh, other Yakuza adjacent guy, last episode, spit in his own face to show dominance over Sean stopping a fight. There's also a love triangle. Yakuza adjacent guy, uh, the Whose Drift name King, is DK. <laughs> is in, Drift King. is uh, enamored with a young woman who... In high school. In high school. D- DK's not in high school. Young woman in high school uh, is possibly enamored with Sean for some reason. Sean clearly into her. Who knows how that'll end up? Um, Sean's learning how to drift or something. <laughs> yeah. Also, there's also <laughs> yeah, at there's some also point drifting. We assume drifting will be more important than it has been thus far. At some point. Great, great. Uh, we're over halfway through. Uh, guard. I'm, suspe- it doesn't feel I'm like starting it, to suspect feel like... Vin Diesel isn't showing up again. Well, <laughs> at least not in the first half. <laughs> uh, we're over halfway through, and it doesn't feel like it. Not much has happened. <laughs> uh, really. No, no nothing and, Nothing really of all of consequence. And nothing really happens in this episode either. Um, but Guard, before we just jump into it, would you like to tell the audience how this five minutes begins or ends? Yeah, do you want me to read my note for it for the first one? <laughs> yes. It begins with, Yakuza dude girlfriend somehow sees Sean's struggle and admires LOL. LOL is right. Um, and it and it ends with uh, Han being a not good drift teacher. That's correct. Yeah, very true. So where we left off uh, specifically was... Uh, Lil Bow Wow's character Twinkie, which is never not funny. <laughs> a character He's... named Twinkie, played by rapper Lil Bow Wow, uh-huh. formerly known as Lil Bow Wow, currently Bow Wow. Sure, yeah, he's grown since his was little getting days. beat up on the roof of Medium the school. <laughs> getting normal sized Bow Wow was getting beat up on the roof. Uh huh. Soon he'll be big Bow Wow, and that's what that's his final form. Um, Correct, yeah. He was getting uh, beat up on the top of the roof by DK's friend, who was in high school, even though DK isn't in high school, mm-hmm. um, because something he sold him broke. Because as we also learned, <laughs> Bow Wow, I mean Twinkie, fuck yeah, um, sells things at school 
I guess. We get more of that in this episode for some reason. I don't understand it. It's very strange. Uh, Agree. Sean steps in, gives him his product to calm this man that is beating up Twinkie. Twinkie's mad about it. Mm -hmm. And he yells, damn, and then walks off. That's how we start. Twinkie's pissed. Twinkie's pissed Uh, because, specifically, he doesn't want the market on his uh, goods tainted by Sean giving out refunds. So he's willing to get his ass kicked to prevent that. He's willing to get his ass kicked for the business. (laughs) Wow. Because now everyone in the school knows that all you have to do to get a refund is kick the shit out of Twinkie. (laughs) That's it. That's all you have to do. Sure enough. And sure enough, I'm sure everybody he sells to now is going to say this product is defective and just kick the shit out of him and get a refund. I know I would. I know I would. He seems like an easy target. Not no doubt. Work. No doubt. He's not a. He's not a big, uh, hulking presence. <laughs> even though his car might make you think the contrary. <laughs> Callback. Nice Boom. one, Stone. Yeah. That Thank was nice. you. Um, <laughs> anyways, uh, so, uh, Twinkie leaves, uh, the squad that we never got introduced, the friends, mm-hmm. they also leave without saying a word. Yes, correct. Um, and like you said, the, the girlfriend of DK is there and she has a conversation with Sean and oh boy, is all of the dialogue in this five minutes fucking brutal. <laughs> Some of the worst writing in any movie I've ever seen. Because it's not just bad, but it also doesn't make sense and is stupid. And Yeah, I agree. Oh, I wrote down a ton of quotes for this one. I have a bunch of quotes, too. And uh, oh, man, this... <laughs> Remember what I said at the beginning of this... A season that I liked this movie. Yeah, yeah. that that sheen's wearing off quick. <laughs> I was a little curious because boy, is it fucking terrible. Oh, it's it's bad. Uh, I mean, I don't know if it's any worse than the f- first two. I think it's probably on par, right? Uh, it's kind of boring know. too, though, right? <laughs> I mean, it's like... kind of boring, and you don't get like the 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 good deliveries or like i don't know the enthusiasm in mm-hmm. the deliveries that you would get from a paul walker or a tyrese or a vin diesel yeah they're all just kind of not great actors <laughs> i certainly agree with you there you you would hope you don't for get more. ludicrous you don't get the charisma mm-hmm. of ludicrous and tyrese to carry a scene yeah um agreed they're definitely lacking charisma they're they're all kind of boring <laughs> that's true that's definitely true so let's let's go through uh, this conversation that Sean and the girl whose name is God. Who knows? Do you have Do you have a guess? No idea. Um. Well, I was hoping you did because I was stalling because I was going to look it up, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> I don't want to. I'm a little afraid to guess. <laughs> to be honest, the other not the not Japanese girl, <laughs> the cutie. Mm-hmm. The school cutie has a conversation with Sean, um, and it, she says, "Not always easy saving the day." Mm-hmm. Okay, I get that line. I guess makes sense. Yeah, uh, yeah. He did show up and save the day, and he got shit for it. Um, I mean, makes sense. Boohoo, but okay. Yeah, whatever. We, a, a bit of a weird thing to say, but it, it makes sense in the context. Um, then Sean says, maybe you can give me some pointers sometime. Mm-hmm. Here's where it starts to go off the rails. Yeah, almost immediately. What does he mean by that, guard? I have he, no idea. What kind of, does he think that she is good at saving the day? I was curious about that myself. I have no earthly idea what he mean, what that's supposed to mean. Because she hasn't saved the day that we've seen any time, right? Yeah, it makes no sense at all. So why would Sean think that she has any pointers to give, honestly? I don't know. I was curious myself. I have no idea what that line means, man. All right. I'm glad. <laughs> okay. I'm glad our confusion is mutual. She then says, nah, you're doing a good job. Okay. Fair response. Um, and then and then Sean gives the weirdest apology where basically says, sorry, I was being a dick the other day. Your <laughs> life is none of my business. Mm-hmm. 
And then she just says, it's okay. They smile at each other and she leaves. <laughs> End of the conversation. Uh-huh. Two sentences apiece. All good. <laughs> she literally says, it's okay. But then not only that, they have this big, like, weird thing where uh, Sean kind of, like, smiles uh, and then she smiles back. And then Sean's on top of the world. Like, something really Dude. spectacular just happened. I cannot believe she gave me an apology of it's okay. I can't believe it. I'm back in, baby. He's I'm so, back in. He is pumped about it, man. And it, they do like a weird lingering camera shot. And then after that, by the way, I get almost no recovery time because this movie really likes smash cutting to stuff. We smash cut to Twinkie being phenomenal at football, a.k.a. soccer. <laughs> this movie does move so quick. You have no. Maybe that's why uh, watching it, <laughs> watching it not like this, watching it like a normal person. Maybe I'm okay with it because you don't have enough time to think about the bad dialogue because all of this happens. He spits in his hand. Again, I, I'm watching through right now. The his clothes are still on the rooftop. Mm-hmm. The bully left all of his clothes up there. Sure He's did. gone. Yep, his sure clothes enough. are up there. He has to come back for him now or get new uniform. <laughs> and all of this happens. And then, like you said, yeah, smash cut. We're on a roof and we're playing soccer. Excuse me, what? <laughs> it's very strange. It's very, very bizarre. Um, so not only, like you said, not only is Twinkie um, an expert salesman and a bit of a ladies' man, uh, Pretty pretty handy on a on a football football court. Uh yeah, extremely handy. We get this crazy fucking or, scene. <laughs> some might say footy, you know. Oh my god, I hate you. Yeah, some <laughs> might say that. We get some a, might say that, but no one should. Bizarre scene of uh <laughs> him being wildly successful at soccer. I mean, really strange stuff. Uh. And then also, he's on offense the entire time, by the way. I just want to point out. <laughs> I have notes about this, too, because it's so funny. Some fucking guy says that's a foul. A bunch whoa, whoa, of, whoa. Like a bunch of times. Some fucking guy. It's their really close friend whose name was never muttered and he was never introduced. But he oh, shows up me. hanging out with them. Yes, my, my fault. All of my fault on that one. Their really good friend who doesn't have a name. Yeah, that is the case. He uh, claims that Twinkie fouled him while Twinkie was on offense the whole time. Yeah. Like, ha- like weird, weird thing to say. I just, I, there's yeah, no other like way to an put offensive, it. An offensive foul in basketball is rare, but they happen every once in a while, right? Mm-hmm. I, <laughs> I played soccer in high school. I can't think of any time an offensive foul happened in soccer. I just think that's a thing that doesn't happen. Unless you're like blatantly shoving a dude out of the way, then then yeah. yeah you're, unless really. you're getting really uh, violent and pulling on them, shoving them, grabbing jerseys. But Twinkie does none of that. He's clearly just better. So, mm-hmm. um, so turns out the friend with no name, bit of a bitch. <laughs> no doubt. Bit of a bitch. That is true. Gets yeah. scored on and says, You fouled me as the defenseman. That's might be the biggest bitch move you can pull in soccer. And there's a lot of bitch moves you can pull in soccer. <laughs> to be clear, I love soccer, by the way. I also love soccer, but But a stupid I mean flopping this... flopping is a problem. Yeah. We all know it. Flopping it's is a, a problem. <laughs> and also the director of this scene clearly has never seen a soccer game in his life. He's clearly never seen a soccer game. He's clearly doesn't know. He doesn't own a car. Doesn't drive. Uh, <laughs> takes yeah. the subway. Certainly doesn't drift. A hundred percent does not drift. Um, he might be as clueless at drifting as Sean is, to be frank. Now, audience, we might have lost you, I just realized, uh, from the smash cuts, because you have even less context than we do. We're on top of a skyscraper, by the way. In the middle of downtown Tokyo. The field itself is badass. They're playing at night. It's sick. It's completely lit up. It's the top, it's the roof of a skyscraper, but there's netting all around the field. So uh, they can't kick the ball 
off of a skyscraper. It's it's fucking pretty sweet. I would love to play it's up there. It's insane. And then also Sean and Han are hanging out above this rooftop soccer field somehow looking down on them just like, you know. Uh hanging yeah. Out. We Two cool bros looking Sean. over the city. Yeah, our Han. I mean, we transition to Han because someone says, "Han, kick this guy out. Like kick Twinkie out of the game for scoring and and fouling him." Says the other idiot. Well, uh, then camera zooms up to Han and he says, "What do I look like, a zebra?" And then immediately starts talking to Sean about life. Dude, <laughs> we go from a quick soccer scene, mere seconds. To we oh, are by discussing... the way, he gets Twinkie gets called a wanker. He does get called None a wanker. None of these people are British. <laughs> yeah, uh, a a black gentleman gets called a wanker in Tokyo by a by Japanese dude. A Japanese dude speaking perfect English. What the fuck is happening? <laughs> I, what a weird knows. line of dialogue that was. Anyway, we're with Han. We're with Sean. Anyways. Let's contemplate the deepest mysteries of life in yeah. the vaguest terms. Sean says, "Why'd you let me uh, wreck your car? Or why'd you let me drive race your car? You knew I'd wreck." Kind of just you answered your I'd own wreck. question there, my guy. That's why he let uh, you drive it. Is, does Sean really not get this by now? After entering into his, his service, he's slow. He's a he's a slow fellow. We know that. Mm-hmm. Um, not on the racetrack, but. You know. Well, on the racetrack, um, too, because he can't even finish a race without <clears throat> wrecking horrifically. That is true. <laughs> we haven't seen him We haven't seen him uh, in a car without crashing, or I guess, I guess he, he, drove, he drove Han's car and didn't crash it, which, shocker, honestly. Extremely. Um, but yeah, he, he's... Han is okay. With the crash car, he says, "I have money. It's it's no problem to me." Mm-hmm. So, a uh, little little piece of backstory. Apparently, Hans absolutely filthy rich. He doesn't <laughs> mind, and a whole ass car getting smashed. Uh, guard, how did Han get his money? Do you how? What's your guess? Uh boy, who knows? I would guess um, he probably uh, sold car parts. Maybe. Guard, I want you to know that this is a fact about Han that we actually find out in a later movie. So Are you serious? Okay. I'm, it's it's uh, the director of this knew exactly where this line was going. No, he didn't. But in several movies from yeah. now, we actually do find this out. Okay, great. Um, uh, feel, feel free to spoil it for me if you want. No, I'm, I won't. We'll, we'll get there. <laughs> okay, yeah. Actually, I was hoping you wouldn't. That's great. I, I deeply um, cared about that. Oh, and also, God, they say so many dumb things on this roof that I have a lot of notes. But before he even asks, um, why'd you let me race your car? Uh, Sean asks Han, how did you end up over here anyways? Yeah. Yep. To the the, uh, clearly a man of Asian descent, how did you end up over here? Says the white kid from America. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> who knows yeah that's a <laughs> I would have loved if Han just said uh, I was born here idiot <laughs> a real like, head scratcher what kind of question one, yeah. is that yeah who knows yeah it's like me asking you guard how, how'd you end up over here in, in America I don't know look at my skin I was born here uh, but Han has a much dumber answer where he says you know those westerns where with cowboys where they run off to the border, this is my Mexico. Uh, yeah. So, I guess he was committing some crimes and fled to Tokyo. He fled to Tokyo um, after his crimes that he committed elsewhere. Hmm. Um, inter- interesting. More backstory. Yeah, very interesting. Why did you let me drive your car? Why well, have a lot of it costs a lot of money while well, I have money? But guard, trust and character is what I need around me. Uh yeah, so Han's explanation for why he let Sean wreck his car is because he needs people around him with trust and character, as Stone just said. <laughs> what the Christ does that mean? 
Um, okay, so he needs trust. He he cares about the people around him. It's all about family. These movies all come back to family. Sure. Hell yeah, brother. Um, how... How does wrecking back, a car indicate that you're trustworthy and have a great character? He knew nothing about him before that. Did... <laughs> He knew nothing about him. So d- did he just take a gamble and like the trust and character came later? Did did Han just see a sparkle in Sean's uh, blank stare of his eyes <laughs> that he's like, this kid, I can trust this kid. I guess. Like, I don't. He he didn't know. He had he knew nothing about him before that he race. Knew nothing man. about him. And then how does all about tr- like how does the wrecking of the car prove that he you have character? That makes no sense. Yeah, because then, I, I mean, maybe the fact that Sean's, like, okay to pay it off, but also Sean, like, thought this guy w- worked for the mob, so, like, of course he's going to show up. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. When someone from the, when you when you uh, ruin the property of someone that you think is in the mob and they say, don't leave town, that's not a show of character. That's just, like, the least, Terrifying. the tiniest <laughs> bit of common sense of, yeah. like, oh, maybe this dude will, like, fucking kill me. Yeah. <laughs> So, like, self-preservation kicks in. Yeah, but... like, he could still be a scumbag that just doesn't want to die. And, audience, if you're thinking, yeah, that is a really weird thing, Stone is right, hold on to your fucking butts, because it gets dumber. <laughs> hold on to your butts, yep, that's right. Hold on to your butts. Um, I wrote this one down verbatim. Verbatim. Mm-hmm. Where Han says, who you choose to... Who you choose to be around you lets you know who you are. Sure enough. Guard, uh, you, uh, you're, you're an English major. Would you like to decode that for me? Yeah, yeah, no problem. Give it to me one more time so I can chew on it while you speak. <clears throat> From the wisdom of Han, mm-hmm. who you choose to be around you lets you know who you are. Uh, yeah, that means, um, of course, that your friends, uh, uh, who you choose to be your friend, uh, says a lot about you because you only like being around cool, some pretty cool cats. That make I guess, I guess that makes perfect sense when you put it that way, Guard. Mm-hmm. I guess that makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. Thank um, you. Appreciate that. Here, I got another one for you. Um, one car. Uh, oh, I think I mistyped this. Oh, my 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 keyboard is broken, so um, my notes are littered with uh, spelling errors. Oh no! And I was just too unbothered to correct. Um, but Han says, "One car to know what a man is made of. That's a price I can live with." Yeah, so that harkens so how... back to not making any sense to... I, I just don't get what he means by that, I guess. No, because does he's say, basically saying he's okay to trade the value of one car to know the worth of a man. But how how in any way... Does he know the worth? Yeah, Sean? again, At Sean all? could just be the worst and just be terrified of Han. Yeah, also... Is that worth it? Is is like I don't know, forty to fifty thousand dollars? Is there, that a price you pay to know the character ways of someone? To, I mean, just hang out with there's him. It's cheaper. For I, sure I cheaper think ways. I I think I know your character, Stone. And you've never let me wreck your car. <laughs> and I haven't paid a cent. Uh, not you only have I not, you haven't wrecked my car <laughs> that I own. I haven't paid any money to find that information. Honestly, out. I might have. I might have swindled you out of a few bucks, guard, and possibly, I know you pretty well. Yeah, possibly. <laughs> Let me hit you with another one, Stone, and you tell me about this one. <laughs> how do you th- yes, how do you think me, about the logic deep. of life is simple? You make choices and you don't look back. <laughs> I mean, no lesson learning if, at all here. No, if you're absolutely brain dead, I guess that's how life works. <laughs> yeah, something goes wrong. I'm not looking. I'm not learning. A I'm not thing looking back. That. I'm not reflecting on any of my past. And Han says that. That's a quote. Yeah. From Han. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but do you, the whole point of life is like self-reflection and like being able to grow. But he's saying, fuck all that. Yeah, that's silly. <laughs> Just make whatever choice you want and don't even think about it, dude. What a, what a creed to live by. If you, ac- <laughs> you accidentally, I don't know, 
cause a horrific accident. Don't look back. Just move on. Life, you made that choice. Move on, you know? Yeah, I guess so. In Han's world, I guess that's why he just moved to Japan and he never questioned uh, what he meant by the Wild West or anything, he says, really, because he's already made that choice. <laughs> Guard, have you ever made a, made, a, made a wrong mistake in your life? Oh, plenty. Well, guess what? Don't worry about it. Okay. Don't, even, don't even care about it. Just keep looking forward. Never reflect on I your past self. Uh, I, w- I wish I would have taken this advice about my most humiliating moment, though. Oh, yeah? Have I told this story? My most embarrassing moment? Have I ever told this on the podcast? <laughs> I don't know, but I, I don't remember it, so let's It's let's chili it. related. <laughs> okay. I'll, no, I mean, regale, I don't think I've heard let me this. Regale. This is unrelated to anything we're talking about, but let me regale everyone with a little story. Here's yeah, my let's, most let's embarrassing moment of my life. There is this girl I had a crush on in high school. And don't worry, everyone. Courtney knows this story. I've told it her like eight times. She's not hearing about a girl I like in high school and getting mad about it. Anyway, there's a girl I had a crush on in high school. I was at a Super Bowl party and she was there too. I've blacked out this so hard from my memory, like tried to, that I don't even remember who this person was. But anyway. Incredible. <laughs> I, uh, she's sitting down on the couch. Courtney heard her name and came and took a gander out here. She's sitting <laughs> you down ta- on, you, you talking shit? She's, I'm not talking shit, hon, don't worry. She's sitting down on the couch. I go get a bowl of chili from upstairs and a platter <laughs> as of- one, As one does at a Super Bowl party. <laughs> Courtney says this is my favorite story even. Um, a platter of food to go with it. The bowl's on the of plate course. with a bunch of food. Yeesh. I go back downstairs, and there's an open spot next to my crush. But the couch is, like, really long. Or, or like, the seating is... It's not, like, a normal-sized couch. There's, like, room in front of it to where your legs might be propped up a little bit, you know? Okay. So you can't just, like, sit... You can either sit down and, like, shimmy back, and you look kind of dorky doing it. Or you do the old plop. Well, you could hand your platter of food to someone, do the plop, and have it handed back to you, or you <laughs> could take a third, much riskier option of plopping with a bowl of chili on a plate in your hands. <laughs> Risky move. Let's see I, did, I took option number three. Naturally. The chili went up in the air, <laughs> went back on my plate, and then my momentum carried it, so both my hands threw it in such a way... That the chili landed chili side down in that girl's lap. Incredible. And then she never spoke to me again. <laughs> and what what age was this? I must have been at least seventeen years old. I would say incredible. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Old enough to know better, but uh, but young enough to not also care. Old enough to <laughs> yeah. Incredible. It was the worst moment of my life. So hey, um, in that decision. Maybe follow Hans. Maybe follow Hans' uh, <coughs> instruction of, you made that choice, there's nothing you can do about it, you move on. Now, even there, um, if I took Hans' advice, I might do the chili thing again. That is true. <laughs> you wouldn't learn from... <laughs> if I didn't look back. If if that, if that Han had done that, and he's taking his his own advice, he would have went and got another bowl of chili. He's probably spilled on their lap a second countless time. bowls of chili into people's laps. <laughs> It would have been an ever, never-ending loop until they ran out of chili. That's right. Constantly dumping it in someone's lap. That's right. Um. Anyway, um, the best joke of this movie thus far, the thing I left laughed the hardest about, it comes up next. Uh, and it's uh, it's completely unintentional. Do you know what I'm talking about, Stone? Um, I might. I might. There's, I mean, there's a lot of weird stuff that happens. <laughs> okay. So it's a weird episode. So this whole scene we've been describing is just basically ha- like trying to set up Han as this really philosophical guy. He has these really deep thoughts when uh, they don't hold up to scrutiny at all, as you uh, just had demonstrated for you. But in the movie context, he's supposed to be this really wise guy that's teaching Sean about life. And he doesn't care about things like money and material things. So Sean yes. says, why do you drift, Han? <laughs> smash cut to the reason Han drifts is to smash chicks. <laughs> <laughs> the reason he's good at drifting is so he can have sex with people. 
<laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't race. I have to race for something really important. Well, what do you drive for, Han? I drive to get fucking pussy, bro. Dude, they make this whole big ordeal about how he doesn't race for money, and he literally <laughs> says like something has to be really important for me to race. And then smash cut to him raging down the street. He sees these cuties in a car. He does like eighteen wheelie, or sorry, eighteen uh, donuts around him, drifting. And then looks at them, stops, and then the girl holds up her number, and he drives by and gets it from her. Dude, and... and <laughs> That's why he races. And even before that, like, he has other... They're having this deep talk, and they look down at people on a crosswalk, and he says, look at all those people following the rules for what? <laughs> yeah. They're letting fear lead them. No, dog, it's called a crosswalk. Like, I don't know what you're trying to accomplish with that, but he's talking about letting people being led by fear and you can't always follow the rules and life is simple you just make choices and don't look back people are lemmings if they we're follow having the a rules. deep conversation about life and then he goes what are you what do you drift for han and he goes i'll show you what you drift for what i drift for <laughs> to get fucking and laid <laughs> that whole scene happens without any words being spoken between han and sean and he just Sean nodding his approval, like, yeah, this is this is sick, dude. It, and I, if you're twelve, dude, it is a sick scene, but it's so stupid. Where there's two girls in a GTR, and Han just does fucking donut after donut around them. By the He's way, like if you didn't know his Han... drift car for their drift car, and dude, imagine their point of view of that. Oh, it's, it's two insane, girls dude. alone at night. And some guy they've never seen or know just starts doing donuts in, like, extremely close proximity around their car. In the middle of a street. In the... Not... not <laughs> I want to emphasize in the middle of the street. Because these girls pull up to a stop sign, presumably? Like, they pull up know. to a stop. And Han pulls up and, like, kind of comes down the road towards them. Of course, barreling towards them. They are stationary this entire time, but where are they stationary? Dead center of an intersection. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Why are they stopped there? And a guy they don't know is just we are. Just, I keep saying wheeling. Keep just doing donuts. Like seriously, like eight or nine donuts around them, and then the girl's response is like, "I want to go a, on a date with this guy." They would be like, but "Oh no my god, call the cops." No words either. They watch him do donuts, and then he stops in front of them. They make eye contact, and she just holds a piece of paper out their window. Han takes it and drives off into the night. Oh my god! It's like some terrifying. It's it's <laughs> so imagine imagine a uh, nature documentary, right? Uh huh. There's there's the there's the the female bird. <laughs> She's she's alone on the forest floor, <laughs> and the male he, he comes out of nowhere, and he <laughs> he starts waving his feathers and putting on a show, and oh he's looking for a mate. Is she gonna is she gonna accept? She accepts. Oh my gosh, it's nature working. It's that except for two sets of dorks and drift cars in the middle of Tokyo. Mm -hmm. It's fucking insane. It's so funny, dude. It is. I you're right. Unintentionally, laughing. it's hilarious and it's and it's played off so straight like you're was, supposed to yeah. think han is the fucking man oh, for the coolest this dude alive he's he's the greatest <gasps> guy to so ever funny. have lived <laughs> uh what do i race for i race for fucking pussy That's awesome, dude. <laughs> and then him and him and sean they have a chuckle about it and they drive off silently into the night dude it's so awesome it's so good it's so funny Smash cut. We're somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> it's makes, daytime. Makes both We're in the mountains. Like such losers, too. Yeah, anyway, oh. smash cut. We're in the mountains. Smash Why? Cut. Because this is where uh, drifting was invented. People came out here to race by, f to learn how to drift by feel, Han says. We literally made the joke of um, there is no training montage like the karate kid. We made that joke, Garth. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I remember specifically. We have to eat a little crow here. What? We have to eat a little crow here. Eat a little crow? Well, I mean, we were making fun of him because we thought Sean was just going to become good at driving. 
But now we get a montage of him, a second different montage of him <laughs> practicing drifting on a mountain. We do, but I want to point out that Han specifically calls our joke out and says, uh, "Yeah, th- there is no wax on, wax off with drifting. You just have to feel it. <laughs> right. And then cue a montage of drifting. Um, now, Stone, I have, yes, a, I, have some, I have some history here for us. Oh, do you? Because I have a little history as well. Okay. Well, go ahead with your history. Maybe we have the same history. No, you history. go first. I want you to go. Okay, first of all, this article says this movie is considered one of the worst and lowest grossing films of the franchise. I wonder why. Um, but anyway, so Han says that line about learning by feel, and I was like, that seems stupid. That can't be uh, the case, that people learn by feel. Oh, well, it, maybe huh. it's kind of true. Uh, I looked well, up I mean, how I guess... drifting was invented. I think there is more to it than feel, probably. Um, but there are some people that went to the mountains of Japan and became the first, uh, like professional drifters in car races. And that's where that, yeah. that is where they learned to drift. Yeah. These mountains is, it's where drifting was invented. That's also what I was going to talk about a little bit. It's, Kun, you know, there's Kunamitsu some truth to Takahashi. that. Hashi. I think I did pretty well on that, that one. I'm looking at the name and I'm glad you pronounced it instead of me. Uh, was named the Drift King. Oh, no, sorry. He, he invented things, and then another guy came around and kind of perfected it. Oh, boy. This one's tough. Kaichi Suchia. Kaichi Suchia. I don't know. Something like that. Sorry, everyone. Uh, was the Drift King, and that was his actual nickname. Sick. You know what? In this movie, it's laughable. If you're literally named the Drift King because... You're in the place where drifting was invented, and you are the best at drifting. That's fucking awesome, dude. That's so sick. <clears throat> well, yeah, the two, I mean, so the so two are very something... different. Winning multiple races by drifting for, like, the second time anyone's ever done it, Drift King is a sick nickname. The reason our guys is dorky is because he's a Yakuza-adjacent guy that we haven't even seen race that wins underground street races called the Drift King. I don't know. Maybe it will prove to be cool later, but as of now I'm not I'm I'm liking the original Drift King a lot more. It's 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 bizarre how <laughs> uh DK in the movie it's so laughable that he's called Drift King, but also someone in like the late 80s early 90s actually being called Drift King in Japan is like the hardest fucking nickname that's ever existed. Well, now I have a couple of nicknames to argue with you, but I say that's up there as a cool nickname. It's it's a top tier nickname, uh, with all of the surrounding the, history. The human highlight lore. reel uh, is a pretty cool nickname. Who's that? <laughs> oh boy, uh, I think it's Dominique Wilkins. Let me look it up. <laughs> and and then he plays basketball. <laughs> basketball. The human gotcha. highlight reel was Dominique Wilkins. God, I'm good. Uh, here's some um, other, just for entertainment purposes only, Stone, do you want to hear some other cool sports nicknames? <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, we have off. The Truth, Paul Pierce. We, we also have The Answer. Yes, Allen Iverson. Why, do you know why uh, he was called The Answer? Because that makes the nickname way cooler. I don't know, but I bet Tyrese knew. He was the answer, <laughs> that's true. He was the answer to the Philadelphia 76ers franchise problems. They they were having a lot of issues as a team, and he was the answer because he was so good. And he good won them a bunch of by, championships. He, he did not, know, but he took them <laughs> to the NBA Finals from being the worst team in the league. Impressive. And here's one last one to leave you on. Sorry these are basketball heavy. I love basketball. Let me look this up, actually, because it's, it's a lot, and I want to get it right. Uh, the, uh, yeah. Okay. Charles Barkley's nickname, the round mound of rebound. Hell yeah, brother. That's a mouthful. (laughs) And his airness, Um, of course, Michael Jordan. Going back to MJ references in one episode. Weird. The creator of, uh, drifting. Tashi. To. Tushia? No, Kashi, that's the Kashi Tushia? That's the second guy. That you're talking about the Drift King? Yeah. He's the guy that perfected. Oh, he's 
He's the guys that perfected it. Yeah. Um, but put some respect uh, on the name of. Uh, <laughs> me, oh man! Great try. Um, but the Drift King. Yeah, he didn't on. just perfect it. He he's like the person that brought it into the mainstream, because there is a the father twenty minute twenty minute uh, video called uh, Plusby. P-L-U-S-P-Y. Don't know what that means. Mm-hmm. But uh, it, it's this video of him just taking a, a Toyota Corolla and just thrashing these mountains that Han and Sean are in um, in 1987. And it's like the first drift tape. It's like the first documented uh, dude like drifting around these kind of roads, doing this kind of driving in any car at any time. And uh, it, it it's this twenty minute tape, and it, it it was like a it's like an old school like skate tape where like it gets passed around like underground like niche scenes, and uh, yeah, it came over to the U.S. and people passed this tape around, and uh, Americans went, "Holy absolute fuck, this guy's crazy!" And that's kind of how uh, drifting became mainstream and and uh, got its start, which is super cool. Pretty badass, a dude in a Corolla. With a camera in 1987, just thrashing some mountains. Pretty cool. And he's movie, also uh, uh, who, is accurate here, so that's fun too. It's also uh, kind of what uh, the manga and anime initial D is based off. Yep, I did see that. And the same guy consulted on that and this movie. Yeah, which is why um, this part actually makes sense. So all if cool only stuff. they asked him about front and rear, rear wheel drive uh, cars. Yeah, if only they would have put Sean in a, a, a Toyota Corolla. Yeah. That would have, sure enough, you know, sure been cooler. Enough. Anyways, and I get the idea in this of Sean needing to feel. You got you to feel drifting. It, it is like a feel thing, right? You have to feel the car. You have to n- understand it. Mm-hmm. But man, he's given zero instruction. Like, he... <laughs> You can you can say you just gotta feel it, but also maybe give him the basics, like hey, pop the clutch, pull the handbrake. You don't <laughs> you think know? he can learn how to drift by just wiping out uh, hundreds of times down a mountain? Yeah, not only that, he's on a fucking mountain, <laughs> dangerous place to learn. Um, yeah. So we do get a drift montage on this mountain. A failure to drift uh, montage. A failure to drift montage, and then also in the middle of this montage, say, we get another montage. <laughs> a montage of. Of Twinkie taking <laughs> Sean out on the town to sell some goods. It's so weird. Why? Why is, what is that going on? Part Why are we this, doing this? Man? It's so weird. At one point, Sean has a whole neck full of like Flava Flav style clock necklaces. Yeah, what is happening? He does. What's going on? It's so weird and unrelated. It doesn't to make the any movie. sense. He's, it's literally a montage inception with another one inside the montage of him selling, of hawking presumably illegal goods uh, to people not around for resale J- Japan yeah to Tokyoites yeah it's like 10 seconds why is why is Sean wearing a, a whole bunch of necklaces what's going on also he's wearing the necklaces for one scene he puts one on another guy and then the next scene they're all gone did they sell every one of the enormous so. necklaces I guess so that seems unlikely if this scene is to show us that Sean and uh Twinkie are becoming close yeah, we know. It's the only person he ever hangs out with in these movies. But also, are they close? Because last time we saw them, they had a fight that they never resolved. Yeah. Well, this is them resolved. I this guess is it's the resolved. resolution? Yeah. Sean is homies again with Twinkie now uh, because he helped himself in comically oversized clocks. Yeah, and then uh, Sean crashes in front of <laughs> Han, Twinkie, and the three unnamed friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, Han yells again, we're halfway through a montage, and that's where the five-minute ends. Uh, yep. It's a weird one. Lots of stuff happened. We played soccer. We had a weird romantic uh, interaction. We did some <laughs> flirting via drifts. Mm-hmm. We are learning to drifts in the mountains. We hawked some big necklaces. Uh, we talked about life on a rooftop in vague terms. Sure enough. 
wild five minutes. Uh, but that's it. That's it. That's the end of our five minutes. And guard, we need to end this. So is there that's, any that's other stuff true, you'd true. like to uh, uh, bring up real quick while we're at the end? Uh, sure. I went to Comic-Con this weekend, and what a joy. What a pleasure. Did you go to Denver, Denver Comic-Con? I sure did. Fun. Yeah. What was, was your favorite time. thing you saw slash experienced? Hmm. Um, that's a really good question. I went to... Gosh, there was a lot. I would say my favorite thing was just the... It was my first one, so I didn't realize the scale of the... um, Like, what the... The shopping place, like the floor, how many vendors are at the shopping thing? It was really cool to see. Yeah, yeah, that part was really neat. Well, good, but every, good. I mean, the in totality, it was really cool. That's fun. I'm glad you had a good time. Um, my other stuff is I went on my honeymoon, which was a trip down the California coast. Nice. And Big Sur is sick. Uh, everyone should go to the California coast. It's a fun time. Nice. If you like good food in nature. Because I saw a lot of nature and I ate a lot of good food. Um. Yeah, um, I do like both of those and that's things. that's it. I, yeah. yeah. Kind of sign me up, I so, guess. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I guess you should check it out sometime. Sure. If only you knew someone that lived halfway between where you currently are and the California coast where you could like, I don't know, mm. someone who owns a house that you could like stay in their house, like getting to the California coast and like on your way home from your road trip. If only you knew someone in that position. I wish, yeah, that would be badass. That'd be that'd be sick for you, but if I did, shoot. if you did, shoot. Oh, golly, <laughs> golly gee. Um, well, I think that's it, guard. All right, sick. Uh, well, uh, I didn't prepare anything to end on because I am tired, so. That's that's um, the way the cookie crumbles. <laughs>